I can't wait for you to hear these inspiring stories. So consider this podcast your training on the road to the 2018 Winter Olympics. Well, you know, Fitz, it's one of the things that, as you're growing up, what do you do as a kid? I was told many times that being an amputee, I couldn't make these certain moves. That was a moment where the sport changed. I'm Deirdre Fitzpatrick for Hearst Television, but you can call me Fitz. A lot of you have been reaching out on social media or emailing me, stopping me in the grocery store and the school pickup line to ask me if I am afraid to go cover the 2018 Winter Olympics in Pyeongchang, South Korea. And my answer to all of you has been the same. Yes, but not for the reason you think. I am really worried about how cold it's going to be. The host city is one of the coldest places on Earth in February. We've been told we should dress for an average temperature of negative 2 to 10 Fahrenheit. My layers will have layers, but is it going to be enough? So in this Call Me Fits, I'm sitting down and getting a reality check with my buddy, meteorologist Dorfer Dorn. We went into his weather center, he pulled up some very scary looking maps, and is going to show us and tell us why South Korean winters are so brutal. And my co-anchor, Teo Therese, finds out what happens when you interrupt a podcast in progress. All right, Dirk Verdorn and Teo Therese, welcome to the podcast today. Teo, you're going to need to move in just a little bit. Oh, a little bit. Okay. Hi. Hi. That was Teo. (laughs) And here's Dirk. Hello. All right, so I call this ground rules. Ground rules is where I just kind of outline what we're going to do today. So I want to talk to you, Dirk, about weather Mm -hmm. in South Korea. Um, Because for the last couple of Olympics, we've had winter Olympics sans winter. Not true for South Korea. No. Yes. No, this is going to be plenty. Well, cold. Cold. Okay, so we'll leave it at that. Um, Teo, since you're a late ad here, I'm not mm-hmm. sure what we're going to talk to you about. And I'm just here. You're just here. Thank Teo's you. Just For here. moral support, because uh, I'm holding down the fort while you're gone. You are. So it's important that you understand the stress. What you're getting into. The stress that I'm going to be going through. You're going to have to come in just a little bit closer. Oh, really? Teo. Okay. No, come I'm over. So... Here. Come here. There you okay. go. Okay. Okay. So Teo's here. <laughs> He's joining us. I'm not sure how this is going to go. But uh, the only real rule on the podcast, other mm-hmm. than not using naughty words, is that you call me Fitz, because... That's the name of the podcast and my nickname. We good? Yeah. All, All right. right. I can do that. You can do it. You can both do that. All right. Let's go. All right. Let's get started. The Olympic podcast. Now, to the best of my knowledge, neither of you, Dirk Verdorn or Teo Therese, has been an Olympian. No. Did you have any aspirations of the Olympics at any point? No. 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 <laughs> no. <laughs> For emphasis, Teo says. No, that's okay. Um, Dirk, however, has had great aspirations uh, for weather for a long time. Mm -hmm. And I asked you the other day if you could look into for me um, what the weather will really be like in South Korea. Because I've been following on my on my iPhone, mm-hmm. I've been following the um, the temperature off, you know, the little weather, which I know you guys are not huge fans of because you don't find it super. Yeah, I don't look at the apps. I know you don't. No. I know you don't because you like to do all the math. I don't. So I just look at it. And let me just show you. Um, on the iPhone, you can now look at what the forecast is going to be like at the Olympic Stadium. You do this frequently. I do it all day long, hoping that it will change, and it has not changed. So I'll show you here. Um, Okay. It's kind of like hoping that you'll win the lottery. You know what? It's on the phone that we're using for Facebook Live right now. Let me just tell you what it said. Like, negative two. Negative two. Hey, it's warmed up then. It has warmed up. It was negative three. You know what? I'll try to pull it up while you're talking, dear girl. You do that. So let's talk a little bit about what kind of weather we're expecting in South Korea. Because unlike the last two Olympics, Sochi and Vancouver, where it was balmy, Mm -hmm. this is going to be real winter. Yeah, we're talking about real winter with this. Now, the thing, I don't know specifically about the area. What I know is generally what 
the, the weather is like in that area. You're giving me a disclaimer I'm, I'm, for the South Korean forecast. <laughs> for the specific for the specific Olympic forecast, I don't have that. But I can tell you a little bit about the climatology. I can talk to you a little bit about what the topography and its location, how me, the impact is on talk the weather there. So It all ends at negative three. Imagine, if you will, a big map of Asia. And we have one in front of us just by chance. Yes. And uh, currently... Um, the temperature in Seoul, Korea, that's the only one that I could quickly come mm -hmm. up with, uh, is 7 degrees. Okay, so right now, Pyeongchang, I have it on my Apple Eye weather, minus 5, Deirdre. Minus, Giddy minus up. <laughs> Thank you for the team and weather so coverage. The reason for <laughs> wow. that is, is Seoul's in a lower elevation. It's closer to the water, so it's going to be a little bit warmer. So where you are at a higher elevation, where you're going to be in the Olympics, of course, skiing, mm -hmm. you want to be up there with the snow, it's going to be colder. It's kind of like comparing Sacramento to Tahoe. You know, so it's going to be yeah, colder. Yeah, it is. And it's actually, distance-wise, it's about a three-hour drive. So just a little bit farther. Mm -hmm. So probably like from San Francisco to Tahoe uh, would be a good comparison. But but it is. You're going to have, and you have three different venues, actually, for the Olympics. Three little clusters of what they call it. Mm -hmm. um, and some elevation change of about 2,000 feet with them. I have a question for either of you here. Okay. So do skiers... Are they able to practice at a similar altitude and a similar temperature to what they have to perform the best in their lives? Teo, you, you have been paying attention. I, I actually am listening. That is fantastic. And the answer is yes. Be, prior to every Olympics, every sport, athletes will go to, they will try to mimic the climate mimic the temperatures at a place and that's where they go to acclimatize to it now most of them have been able to try out these venues in olympic test events over the last year so they've all for the most part had a chance to compete at those altitudes and with those types of conditions but this is this is extremely dry extremely cold so i can see that the ski resorts in siberia have been busy <laughs> <laughs> it might be too warm there <laughs> wow what would no, those be well, like the, the reason i say that is because yeah. that's the air that comes across Korea. I mean, if you were to look at that map, again, you have Asia, which is a huge uh, body of, of land and an air mass. When it sits over a, a, an area, it takes on the characteristics of that area. And the air is flowing from the west to the east. And mm -hmm. so it's going from the continent of Asia up near Siberia mm -hmm. and flowing out towards Korea. So we get the Polar Express, they get the Siberian Express. They get Express. the Siberian Express, <laughs> exactly. No, that's pretty, you guys got all kinds of I great know, observations. I know. We're going to take this on the road at some point. We need that, that Vegas thing where you get to go stay in one place for a while and you work for like an hour a day. Okay. You know, like Celine Dion has. Oh, <laughs> that, I nice? love that. Yeah. I know, that'd be yeah. awesome. But okay. if you push the space bar over there, you can see where you got Seoul, Korea is at 7 degrees currently. And again, Wait, that's like Sacramento. On. He's letting me mess with weather equipment here. This and is huge. It zooms out. And look what the temperature is there in central Siberia. And that's southern Siberia. Temperature currently. Where it's warmer. Where, where it's warmer. It's 35 below Ooh, right now. That's the actual temperature. That's the actual well, temperature right now. Well, I'm starting right to now. feel better about South Korea now. So, yeah, that's right. If you had these uh, in the middle of, of, of Asia, then it'd mm -hmm. be a different story. But here, so it's that air that's that cold and that dry that's moving over Korea. And that's why the winters there are so cold and so long because that's the air. It's like that. We get the Pacific air. We get the air that's been sitting over the warmer Pacific Ocean. And that's Is why that we when don't you use words get like the snow. Juicy. Sometimes yeah. weather people would say, oh, it's juicy. Some weather. people will say that word. Yeah. <laughs> Some people will. Some people. <laughs> so let me let me tell you something a little bit, little bit of something about this Olympic Stadium. So where they're gonna do the opening and the closing ceremony, it's open air, right? So there's no roof to this thing. Mm -hmm. And there were two reasons for that. One, 
is it's expensive to put in a roof. Mm -hmm. And the second one was going to take a lot more time. So for time and money, they decided to do it this way. But they've been holding concerts there. And they had six people get hypothermia <laughs> being in that stadium where at this very mm -hmm. moment as we record this, it's negative five degrees. Um, so they're, they're starting to do things like they're building walls to try to keep the wind out. They're handing people extra blankets, which let me tell you, they should given how much money people pay to go to the opening and the closing ceremonies. And they're handing out those little like hot hands those mm -hmm. little mm -hmm. things those that you put warmers, in yeah. um, with the anticipation that you have people coming from all over the world I mean 200,000 spectators are expected to come from other countries who won't be used to that brutal South Korean cold and the thing that I keep reading is that it's the wind there that really gives you that just bone chilling oh, feel mm -hmm. and no matter it seems like no matter how many layers you put on in a situation like that if you have a strong wind you're going to be cold yeah. it just yeah. it just gets right down to the bone any reason Deirdre they decided to go with an open air stadium Yes, Teo, I just said a moment ago, time <laughs> and money. <laughs> Teo, you are exactly six inches and that onion breakfast lunch that oh, you it's had terrible. away from you. <laughs> I'm trying to be polite. For those of you this who can't is, see us. This is a window into our lives. <laughs> it really is. But I can't tell you how often after the weather, uh, we just get done. Yeah. Right. I turn around and tell us, hey, what, what's the weather going to be like today? <laughs> Did you just say that? Yes, I did. See, I just was saying how much I listened. Completely was not, I guess. I'm sorry. This is what you get when you get up at 1.45 a.m. every single day. Every day. Years of your life are just taken. Okay. Oh. Um, so you wanted to know what the forecast is going to be like I did. when well, you Well, now I'm thinking I don't want to know. <laughs> so I have another computer model that's, that's brought up on this computer okay. here. And what this shows you, it doesn't give you the actual temperature, but what it shows you is it shows you the difference from normal. So if it's, it's called an anomaly. And so how, how far off are you from the averages? We, we know what an anomaly is. We just don't know your other fancy weather terms. <laughs> and so here, if you look at the map over Korea, okay. you've got the temperature scale here, and it goes into blue. And that means that it's below average. Mm -hmm. And so you can see that on, here we are on Saturday, the 3rd of February, which is going to be more that's than likely your yeah. arrival date. <laughs> Let's that's hope so. <laughs> if things go well, that's when I arrive. <laughs> um, it's blue. And so okay. it's actually below average temperatures. Oh. So think about how cold it normally is in Korea and tack on another, well, at least I should say take off another probably <laughs> 6 to 8 degrees <laughs> from the average temperature. So wow. you're going to be there during a cold spell. Wow. Oh, and it stretches from there. So you go from Saturday the 3rd and it continues. So look, at this, look at this cold air moving through. I mean, you've got purples and blues everywhere across China and into Asia, Mongolia, wow. and all, of course, right across Korea. It's kind of pretty, though. And it's it's, it's going to stay that way. Weather map. It, it, it doesn't change. And so here we go through the 4th, through the 5th, through the 6th, through the 7th, look through the 8th. Look how excited he's getting. Look, mm -hmm. he's like, well, look, record cold. Mm -hmm. this goes, that's so cool. This goes just through the 10th because that's way out there. But wow. what we can see is this goes through the 10th. And throughout that period from the 3rd through the 10th, it's going to be below average temperatures where, for you. Where is it again? So this is Korea here. Yeah. And so this is the area that it's okay. going to be at. Yeah, and yeah. you can see the blue that's Ooh, below average huh. temperature. So if we take a look at the averages, and these are monthly averages. For the month of February, and keep in mind this is the monthly average, and so when you take the average, you got to make it a little bit colder because this is going to be at the beginning of the month, not the end of the month. The okay. end of the month it's going to be a little bit warmer than the beginning of the month, and so we have average daytime highs of 31 degrees, so it's going to be below freezing. That's the average, mm -hmm. and uh, then the record low temperature is 17 below, but that's not what we're looking huh. at. Hopefully there, but like average 13 degrees is the average. Oh, well. They're so, again, the degrees. average, you're looking at at least temperatures very similar to what they're experiencing today, if not colder. Well, um, I'm now starting to wonder if I'm being sent not for my skills, but to get rid of me. 
<laughs> what can we do? What can we do? Let me. Okay, I, I did a little weather research as well. So let me tell you what I what I looked up. Um, Vancouver, 2010. The average high in Vancouver when we were covering the games was 46 to 55 degrees. Wow. And then in Sochi, um, you're so close to the Black Sea, which was why we had you know such temperate conditions. I'm assuming. 50 to 69 degrees. It wow. was so warm in Sochi that there was one day when my partner Mike Domalog looked at me just frustrated. I'm like, what is wrong with you? What do you need? Do you need food? Do you need water? What do you need? He goes, I need a t-shirt. I am sweating. So I had to go out and buy him an emergency t-shirt. I'm not going to have to do that in South Korea, <laughs> no, am I? Emergency t-shirt. An emergency no. t-shirt. No. No, but I'm curious. I bought him the goofiest T-shirt I could find, too. Yeah. I'm curious what you packed. What are you going to be wearing? You know, I've laid out stuff, and I've, you know, lots of layers, a good coat, obviously. We shipped over, um, a couple of months ago, we actually shipped over cases of those little hot hands. Mm -hmm. And on the back of the hot hands, they have fine print that warns you that they're only for your hands. Um, but I will tell you that you can put hot hands all over your body and you can stay warm. <laughs> it's well. most definitely not sanctioned, but you can put them in your shoes, you can put them in your pockets. So we have that. There are going to be warming stations in places, um, but we do a, a, a window of live shots for six straight hours where we do live reports for all of our Hearst television stations, 30 of them. And it is six straight hours of standing in the cold. Wow. So that's what I'm kind of worried about. Um, let me and ask, by kind of, I mean terrified. Did you get yes. your uh, your uh, the quandary over your coat figured out? I did. So the quandary over my coat was my coat was too big. And so I did worry that if it was too like big. Like you said, it like it was like grandpa's coat too big. Well, I didn't say grandpa's coat, but it was a little big. So, yeah, so I'm having to have it like altered to be a little bit closer because with most of the technology that we now use to stay warm, you want things to be pretty fitted close to your body so that the technology and the you mm-hmm. know, What I learned from this is that you can get a ski coat altered. Yes. I didn't know that. Well, I haven't seen the bill yet, so <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure you should get a ski coat altered. Um, but what do you think is the big takeaway for athletes um, and for maybe more for spectators? Because truthfully, the athletes know what they're getting into they all compete at this it's not like one person gets a really nice comfortable temperature and the other person gets these siberian winds um but for the spectators going over for the the friends the parents who are going to cheer on their kids what do they need to know about heading into these extreme temperatures yeah it's going to be interesting some of the events are going to be indoors obviously but the alpine skiing and things Mm -hmm. like that that are going to be outside where people do go down and watch what's going on um, again, just keep track of the weather. I'm sure they're going to give you warnings if it is going to be dangerous to be out there and dress in layers like uh, you mentioned. Mm-hmm. That's something that's really important. The hot pocket things, they work really well, yeah. too. I don't know if you um, should do what I do, but, you know. <laughs> You're not alone when it comes to I know to I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> The hot um, hands? The hot hands. The hot hands all hot, over you? I think hot pockets are actually those, those little... Are hot pockets are things with cheese and ham. <laughs> yes, they're like little pizzas. <laughs> those <laughs> help too if they're nice and warm. Those are tasty. Yeah, they're they'll help good. They'll help keep <laughs> your body temperature good. up. You just don't want your core body temperature to drop. You know, right, you just want right. to keep things warm, keep drink warm things, eat warm things. Uh, hopefully they have some hot dog stands out there for you. I don't know, whatever keeps Do you warm. Do they have those? I don't South know. Korea? Mm-hmm. Um, there might be something. Well, I mean, South Korea is fantastic food. Korean food's really good. But, uh, yeah, those are the things that you just need to look out for and be aware of. But I'm sure that they're going to be very good at informing the public of what yeah. the weather is going to be like. Because they have a lot of people coming from different, different countries. You have right. folks coming from California that That's are going true. to South Korea that really don't have an idea of what they're in for. Because this no. is going to be a whole different world for them. You, you have a neighbor going. Did you tell them how cold it's going to be? Well, she's from South Korea originally. She's, no, so she's she well knows. aware. Yeah, she yeah, knows I mean, what she's getting even into. Even if you've lived in Wisconsin... I think it could be kind of an eye-opener for you. I think so. I worked in Des Moines, Iowa, and I remember covering blizzards. And before I would do my live shot at 10 o'clock at night, I would have a little thermos of warm water, 
and you would swig your mouth with the warm water so that you could then form so your mouth wouldn't breathe shut. I swear, this is what we did. So you would you would do that right before you were about to go on. They would throw to your story. You would spit the water out, and again, like ten seconds before, you would warm your mouth up. And that's how we did it mm-hmm. every night. Mm-hmm. Now, I can't do that for six straight hours because that's just weird. <laughs> you got a lot of live shots. Got, and that's a lot of water. You got somebody with that Gatorade bottle of warm water that they're squirting <laughs> around. Right there. <laughs> I'm going to need something. I'm going to need someone. Um, from the you can hold a hot pocket in your hand, mouth <laughs> in between shots. That I know is not <laughs> okay. sanctioned. Um, as a meteorologist, Dirk, mm-hmm. is there a part of you that's just like giddy excited to see how cold it gets and how people handle it? Because you're going to be watching it on TV. I know, but to be honest with you, yes. I, I would love to experience that. I am that crazy where I would love to just experience that kind of cold. Not be constantly in it, but right. to just have that experience so that when I talk mm-hmm. about cold, I know what I'm talking about. You're, you're the guy that wants to take the pitcher of cold water and throw it in the air and see if it freezes instantly. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, I know, Most I know, things, I see that. You would think yeah. that was cool. I, I, th- I think that that's neat. And I just, I've just experienced the coldest I've ever been is 14 below in just normal without wind chill and then with like 27 below with the wind chill. Was that in so Montana? I was in, one was in Montana and one was actually out in Long Island. Oh wow. Yeah, really? It was that cold with the wind chill. We did in Long chill. Island. I was just doing saying it is Hampton's home. <laughs> yeah, let's go with that. <laughs> but but uh, that's and, and so I would really like to experience just like yeah. I would love to experience like 130 degree temperature heat in the desert. I think that would be just something that would be neat to and, experience. And you know, it's funny. That's kind of how I'm looking at it. I I'm kind of looking at it like like it's a game, and I want to see if I how I I want to see how I hold up. Mm-hmm. This. I want to see if I can like figure out how to work in this every day and figure out how to keep the equipment working and gear working. Um, and I, you know, I want to see like, can I not turn into a pop school yeah. there? I think that'd be cool. And as long as you don't die, everything's good. As long as I don't yeah. die, yeah, that would be a good day. Yeah, don't die because that's a lot of hours for me to anchor. <laughs> it always gets back to tail. <laughs> yes. All right, hey guys, I know we need to, to move on. We got a bunch of other things we got to do today, but thank you both, mm-hmm. Dirk, for your expertise, for your scary blue map. Teo for just showing up <laughs> and for, being yourself. For bringing the spirit. You brought the sparkle <laughs> to the podcast. Thank <laughs> you very much. Best way to follow you, Dirk, on social media, because I know you'll be tweeting about the Olympic weather. Yeah, we've got just Facebook accounts okay. uh, through KCRA and personally. This and is where you give us your, your I, handle. You're being modest. Your he Facebook is. page is amazing. On Twitter, where do we find you, Dirk? <laughs> oh, no. All right. You find him. I believe it's KCRA Dirk. <laughs> Wow. I don't know my name. Wow. It's okay. I'm not a, I do, I'm not big into social media. I know. Yeah, You're a scientist. I should get Twitter still accounts. Really good. All right, guys, thank you so much. And I will report back on the weather and how we're holding up from South Korea. We'll see you over there. Thank good you. luck, dear. All right. Thank, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to need it. Thank you. Dirk's Twitter handle, by the way, is at KCRA D. Verdorn. Thanks to our awesome weather staff at KCRA for this reality check on what the Hearst Olympic team and Team USA are heading into. And thanks to my accidental co-host, Teo Therese, for sitting in and keeping us entertained, as he always does. So while I'm on the grateful train, this Olympic podcast would not happen without digital manager Devin Armio and photographer-turned-podcast editor Jeff Mayfield. Devin does all the coding and interfacing and general web mischief that gets the show from my laptop into your ear and Jeff makes everything sound great. Neither of these guys were big Olympic geeks at the beginning of this podcast, but by now they know just enough to be dangerous about a lot of sports and athletes. Do appreciate everything they've done. And thanks to everybody who's been listening, subscribing, sharing, and reviewing the Call Me Fits podcast on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. I had no idea how this was going to go when I pitched it as a project last year. We exceeded a lot of expectations, mainly mine, and we look forward to sharing our daily podcast updates with you from South Korea.